Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to Gameware Express, our very first episode of our new podcast talking about games, news, retro games, classic games, anything in between. I'm your host Adam Arinder and I will take you on this wild ride through all of the fun we have at Gameware. Uh, I have a great panel with me here. Um, I'd say between us we have at least over 25 years experience in the industry. Uh, so we kind of know what we're talking about, but you don't always have to believe us. It's okay. Um, what we'll do is I will go around, introduce everybody, and we'll do that thing I always hated at new jobs where you say something fun about yourself. So, for example, we'll go with, uh, I'm Adam, and then we'll go with, you know, how long you've been playing video games, uh, how long you've been in the industry when you started, what you did, and, you know, what your favorite game is. So, uh, I've been playing games probably since I was about three. I remember sitting on my dad's bed with him playing Sonic the Hedgehog on my Genesis. So that was fun. Um, and I'd say I've been in the industry for almost five years now. I sold games at Best Buy. Then I started working at Gameware. And through that I wrote uh, as a columnist for the Reveille about technology and games. And now I'm a contributing writer for AttackOfTheFanboy.com. So you can find me on there. And my favorite game, I'm going to have to break my own rule here because I have two. Um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2 always has a special place in my heart, so it's kind of like my favorite, I guess, retro game, but uh, I also really love Bioshock, like you can't go wrong with that game. Uh, what Ken Levine's team with that did with that was uh, great. So going around the table, to my left, my blushing bride-to-be, uh, the retro <laughs> queen herself, Miss Rachel McCauley. Hey, um, I just say what I've been playing and how long I've been here. When? How long have you been playing games? I've been playing games probably since I was about three or four. Okay. My older brothers had a lot of older consoles and we would just hang out in their bedrooms. I would sit there, watch them play or be reluctant player too. Always the Tails and Robin. Always the Tails and Robin. Sonic or Batman. That's why Tails (laughs) is my favorite character. Alright, how long have you been Um, in this fair industry? Uh, probably just about two years now, um, because I started working at Gameware last year, mm-hmm. and then I got my job through EA. Fun fact, I work there, uh, so I will not be participating in any discussion involving EA from now on. Right, um, we'll get that away now, disclaimer. Right, so, so. I, I shall be silent, um, but yeah, just about two years. Okay, and your favorite game? My favorite game of all time is Kirby's Dream Land on the Game Boy in 1992. <laughs> she does play that all the time. Play it every week. Going around, coming up next, the lovely Miss Renee Martin. Hello. (laughs) Um, I'm Renee. Um, I guess how long I've been in the industry. You could kind of say that I'm retired now. Um, (laughs) I worked at Gameware for eight years. Um, It's where I met the love of my life. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) Um, I've been playing video games... uh, I mean, as long as I can remember, uh, I would play Duck Hunt with my brothers. <laughs> I would button mash to Street Fighter with a room full of like my high school like brothers. They didn't care because they could afterwards. I would get so mad and angry about Street Fighter, but they'd pick me up and throw me into a little ball and bounce me across the room like I was a basketball. <laughs> so I've been playing video games for a long time, like everyone here. And uh, my favorite game of all time. It's Harvest Moon 64. I love it. I love that I find something new about it every time I play. That's 
one thing that I really love about certain games is if I can play it um, over and over again and I can find something new every time, uh, it becomes one of my favorite games. That's awesome. I used to play that back on my PS1. I was 11 or 12. Oh, yes. I had my farm going, and then all of a sudden, my memory card got corrupted, and I lost all my data. I feel for you right now. And then <laughs> I tried to restart, and I loaded up. I have to chop all those trees down again. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Flip the table. I'm done. Well, I restart playing that game all the time, so I always have to go through that. So, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Welcome to the panel. And last but certainly not least, you can find his shining face in the store sometimes now, not as much as before. But the granddaddy of them all, Mr. Gameware himself, Stephen Martin. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, I guess I've been pretending to play video games now for 27 years. That's um, longer than I've been on this earth. Yeah, 27 years. The first video game I remember playing was the original Donkey Kong in a smoke-filled bowling alley at the age of four. That was 1985. Mm -hmm. I got my Atari as a hand-me-down from my stepfather in 1987 and played around with that. But we got the NES the next year, mm -hmm. so that changed everything for me. Been a Nintendo fan, uh, you know, as long as I can remember. Uh, my favorite game of all time, definitely Link to the Past, Legend of right. Zelda on Super Nintendo. Came out back in 91. Never get tired of playing that game. I love watching speedruns online. Do a little shout out to, to Vaughn because he's the best Link to the Past player I know. He's beaten that game in Gameware in, you know, um, hours, a couple wow. of, I don't know, maybe, maybe less time. But I tried that game once. I had no idea what else. Oh, that's great. So, it's great. You know. The music, the atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's one of the best games of all time. Just never get tired of playing it. I but think yeah. it's a stepping stone to all the rest of the Legend of Zelda games that have been made since. Oh, really? In my opinion. Why so? Yeah. Just. The way, like, the music's iconic, it changes, like, it's reused in a lot of other games, and just, like, you going through and finding out stuff, and from different people in towns, talking to people right. is a big, important part of Zelda games. Then y'all must be excited about A Link Between Worlds coming out next month, but we will get to that a little later in the show. But welcome everybody, I'm glad y'all could join me on this wonderful excursion. I've been wanting to do this for about two years, so hopefully we won't screw it up. Or we will, and it'll be a wonderful train wreck That's to it. listen to. <laughs> exactly. So, like I said, this is our pilot episode, so we're still working on our format, whether we have one or not, that's fine. But let's go, uh, let's start with uh, what we've been doing lately. We, while we might not be playing the latest and greatest games, <laughs> forgive us, we are all working people, and while we might have so many years in the industry, we don't have the hookup on all the new stuff as it comes out. But we are big fans, we usually do like to run out and grab the, the, the latest thing, but no, this is all on our own time, all on our own dime, just for the love of video games. So, Steven... What you been doing? Well, you know, uh, just recently we had some big releases. We had Grand Theft Auto V come out, and um, I mean, arguably the biggest release of the year. So, of course, I've been playing <laughs> Resident Evil 4 of course. on <laughs> PlayStation 3. Like 10 years ago? It, it's almost 10 years old. I gotta say, I, you know, I bought that game the day it came out on GameCube, played through it, loved it. Bought it again on PlayStation 2 because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I already own the game, so I bought it again. Um, I bought it on the Wii. Again, I don't know why. I bought it on Xbox 360 You're digitally. You're showing your love to Capcom. So I guess two weeks ago or a week ago, I bought it digitally on PS3 because it's the only viable system I don't own it on. Right. There's a PC version, but I'm not going to bother with that because <laughs> the controls aren't really very good. But 
on on our first playthrough on the PS3 version of Resident Evil 4, I think we we're about 16 hours into our first playthrough, and typically it takes about 18 hours to get through that game. But okay. I'll probably beat it tonight uh, again. I guess fourth or fifth time. I love I love that game. And so that's right up there. It's it's in my top top three easily. Oh, wow. It's okay. just and if you haven't played it, I mean. It's, I have not, so while this is a ten year old. We need game, to just stop the, the podcast right now and you need to play that. <laughs> so but you know that game, the pacing, everything about it, the set pieces, it's it's a game and I, a lot of people compared Last of Us, which was a big release really? from earlier yeah. this year to that, just because of the, the way that that game kind of feels, you know, the, maybe the gunplay or whatever. Um, but the one thing with that I like about Resident Evil Four is I can play that game straight through without stopping, and it, it is a roller coaster ride. It, it's incredible. Um, Last of Us, I loved, but I can only play it for a couple of hours at a time. It was. I just could not. Intense. Yeah, I couldn't take it for more than a, a sitting. And um, Resident Evil Four, I could pretty much just only play that the rest of my life, and I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. However, so. there are still some times where it doesn't matter how many times you see a certain scene in Resident Evil Four. It's still going to make your heart beat faster, or you're mm-hmm. still going to get nervous oh, yeah, while absolutely. you're playing through certain segments. So. I get that way with Majora's Mask, like all the time. That's a game. That's like the most emotional game I've ever played <laughs> in my entire life. Now, would you say that you could just sit down and play it? Was that the way it was the first time you played it, or because yeah. this is your fourth or fifth time, you know, it has such a special place in your heart? You just want to play through it every time. I think the yeah. first time I played that game on the GameCube. It, Resident Evil 4 has a really impactful opening segment where you're just kind of thrown into the game, this mm-hmm. village segment, when you first start playing. And, um, and you don't know the rules of the game. You don't know the mechanics. You don't really know what's coming around the corner. And they just throw you into it. And it's almost like a trial, like a birth by fire. Mm-hmm. And that opening sequence is tough if it's the first time you play it. But after that, it, everything just seems to come natural. And, and everything about that game, the, the weight of the gunplay, the mechanics, the... The inventory system, it's it's I don't personally think it's overwhelming at any time to where you're like, I don't I don't think I can play through this. Unless right. you're just not into those style that style of game, of course. If you're not into, you know, violent <laughs> bombastic shooters, I would not call it a survival horror game. And that's why a lot of people that love the Resident Evil franchise, they'll argue that Resident Evil Four is that breaking point where the series just took a turn for either the better or the worse, you know, depending on what you like in that series. So but I've always heard Resident Evil 4 is like the best one. In my opinion, it is. But some people one. just, they want it to go back to the original formula. And I can respect and understand their position on that. But And, and, and I played through 5 and 6, and they, those games have their problems. But <laughs> 4 is, is, is my favorite Resident Evil game in the whole franchise. So. Now, as someone who's only dabbled in the first one, it hasn't played 2 or 3, yeah. Do I need to play those before I jump into four? Not really. I mean, the story, this, the loose story in the whole Resident Evil franchise is, is kind of... Zombies bad, kill them? Yeah, just kill the bad guys. So, okay. and I don't know. There are some tie-ins to the second game, and, and that's definitely one of the best in the franchise. Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2 is certainly one of the most important games out there from the PS1 era, but you don't necessarily have to play those games to enjoy okay. four. So you should try it out, Adam. I'm surprised you've never played that one. That's... It's been on my list. I actually have it for the Wii. But, uh... Is it unopened? Is it one of those sealed? We, we, it we... probably still is. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. We are probably all guilty of just buying yeah. games and never playing them. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's some kind of crutch that I rely on. Like if I figure one day I can retire and I'll have all the time in the world to play all these PS1 RPGs that I bought and have never played. But yeah, we've, we've all got these shelves filled with games and... Um, maybe that's why I'm not always 
to the point where when a big new game comes out, I don't have to rush out and buy it because I've got like a hundred unplayed games sitting on a shelf, and I'm not ashamed of that. It's and the difference between you and me is I do still run out and buy those new yeah. games and just leave the <laughs> old ones sitting on the it's shelf. Well, I got a sealed copy of Pikmin Three that's waiting for me to open it. So I played you know. the first day of that game. So. Is it your Xenoblade Chronicle still sealed? It sure is. That's probably worth a lot hey, of money. That, that, that'll money. fund your retirement. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, that's it. Yep. But get out there and download Resident Evil 4. I know Capcom has been pissing everybody off lately with their wacky decisions to do exactly what you don't want them to do. And um, but cough, you can call Phoenix Wright. Yeah, let, <laughs> just give us a physical copy of Phoenix Wright. I don't want to download yeah. that game. So. But or give us a new Mega Man game, or don't even worry because we've got we have Mighty Number, Mighty nine, number nine, nine. So, okay. so. but Resident Evil Four is phenomenal. I think it holds up. It's ten years old. It's just as good today as it was the day it came out. And it looks so, good in HD. The remake. It looks PC. great. Okay. Just got a new TV and breaking it in with that game. So it's it looks awesome. Okay, so I'm uh, moving along. Two more newer games. I also believe you've been playing the Beyond demo, right? Yeah. Beyond um, Two Souls came out this week. What do you think of that? I, you know, I love Quantic Dream. Mm-hmm. I've been playing their games since the original, uh, the, the Fahrenheit, I, whatever that was called in the U.S. That was right. on Xbox back in the day. I think maybe it was on PS2. I'm not sure. Okay, the first game I know of them was Indigo Prophecy. And, yeah, the Indigo Prophecy is also known as Fahrenheit in the, oh, okay. in the U.K. For all of our U.K. listeners, they probably <laughs> will remember it as Fahrenheit. And that game was, was really cool because it was ahead of its time, very similar to Heavy Rain. It's not so much of a video game as like an interactive movie experience. Right. And personally, as someone who grew up playing Dragon's Lair on Sega CD, way too much. I, <laughs> I can dig uh, an interactive experience. And I, I, again, I wouldn't call it really a, a video game. It's almost like you're just watching a, a movie. Um, but yeah, and it's... Uh, when Fahrenheit came out, it was kind of you had these these film sequences of the serial killer, and you just kind of go through them. You can go through them different ways, and Heavy Rain was sort of like that, where you had these different characters and going through the scenario, trying to figure out who this serial killer is, and only playing the demo uh, for Beyond Two Souls. It's an emotional game. It's mm-hmm. it's impactful, you know. Um, and I just the demo was maybe forty five minutes long. Oh, wow. I mean, there were two or three points where my jaw just dropped because I couldn't believe what was happening to these characters, and I didn't didn't know who they were, right. or I still really don't. I've only played Ellen the Page. demo. Ellen, you got <laughs> Juno and the Green Goblin, <laughs> and Juno's invisible friend, and right. you just basically it's it's all these quick time events. So mm-hmm. if you're not into that, don't even bother with this game because mm-hmm. it's it's literally pressing the the analog sticks in certain directions without cues. They don't tell you what to do, and that's, that's another reason I like this, because you just have to intuitively know what to do. Would and you say someone like myself who liked Heavy Rain? Absolutely, okay. yeah. If you if you liked Heavy Rain, I think you're, you know, you're going to like Beyond Two Souls. And even if you didn't like Heavy Rain or never played it, just try the demo. Okay. You could download the demo, check it out. It looks great. The graphics are really good. and um, the, It's just a little weird, like seeing Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe. Oh, I know. As video game characters <laughs> yeah. look like them. I think we should see more games like that. Not every no. video game needs to be a conventional gamey mechanic experience. You know, mm-hmm. we if we want to branch out this industry, make different types of software that you interact with differently. It doesn't all have to be I'm running out of lives and trying to get to the mid boss or whatever. Right. You can tell these brilliant stories, and and I knew before the game came out that critically, Beyond Two Souls was going to be one of those you love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. And you look at the reviews now, and they're all they're all over the place. There are three, four, fives, and ninety percent, and people saying it's the, one of the most important games of the year. People saying it's another piece of trash from David Cage, <laughs> who couldn't make a game to save his life. So, but definitely, just give it a shot. Okay. You know, it's 
won't cost you anything other than maybe an hour of your time. So. And maybe your emotions. It'll definitely <laughs> make you feel some emotions. So there's a little train sequence. I love a good train sequence in a video game. Honestly, I, I hate a lot of minecart sequences and a lot of underwater levels, but I can't think of a train sequence in a video game that I didn't have fun on. Right. And the one in, in, in this game in Beyond Two Souls is, is crazy. It is, it's awesome. Okay. So, so uh, anything else you've been doing? Um, playing nuts. Oh, I've been playing Miramasa on the Vita. Okay. Gorgeous game. Really? If you, we've been a fan of, um... Vanillaware. Yeah, Vanillaware's game. And games. George Kamatani. George, the art, his art style is phenomenal. They put out Dragon's Crown earlier this year. And That's something I still need to check I, out. We yeah. still need to play that. I like Dragon's Crown. I think Miramasa is still a better game. And Odin Sphere is my favorite game of theirs, which is another, it's digital, it's on PS. PS3 is a download, but Miramasa, just like a fun little hack and slash platformer, some of the best animation you'll ever see in a video game, and it's Truly. on that LED screen on the Vita, it, it is beautiful. Single or multiplayer? Uh, single player, you play as two different characters through two campaigns, and okay. unlocking tons of fun stuff, creating new swords, so okay. it's a beautiful game. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. That's been my play before I go to bed game. So <laughs> play it for like five minutes and then wake up in the morning with a Vita in my hands. Like, <laughs> I guess I fell asleep. So, yeah. Sweet. Renee, what you been doing? Um, well, I haven't so much have been playing games as I have been reading games. Um, I've been playing Hakuoki on the 3DS. Uh, I guess you could say I've been replaying it because... It's basically the PSP version brought to the 3DS. And that's an Otome game, um, which it's called in Japan. But here, it's, it's really just a visual novel. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say it's similar to? There's another visual novel. I mean, um, Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. Yeah, similar to Phoenix Wright in that what aspect. About, like 999? Yeah, 999, like definitely. But with less puzzles, maybe? <laughs> yeah, there are no, no puzzles, puzzles. Really, it's just like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, it's I love Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> it's really cute, and it's definitely um, different. So if I like Halo <laughs> and Call of Duty, you those are my favorite. You love Hakuoki. <laughs> so it's Master Chief goes on dates. Yes, he goes on dates. And it's set in a... What time, it's like set in a time period, right? It's uh, like, yeah, the mid to late 1800s um, in so Japan. Most people, most people don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, most people... Well, uh, in Japan, around that time, uh, there, it was a time of unrest. It's a very interesting time period in Japan, and I really like to study it. Uh, the Bakamatsu happened. It's, it was, I don't know, it was basically a civil war that was going mm. on um, and you follow um, these uh, this little ragtag army um, that's trying to fight for the shogunate, which is part of the government, basically, and uh, trying to prove their worth. And it's really interesting. The Shinsengumi is the name of like the ragtag you know team of guys, um, and you're just kind of thrown into this storyline um, of I don't know, just. <laughs> They're, um, I don't know, what happens to them. And it also has, like, a fantasy, like, element to it as well. So it's not, it's taking, like, history and then adding, like, fantasy elements to it. It's really cute. It's a lot of fun. And there are different storylines that 
you can go through find out who goes on what dates and who yes yeah, Steven talks about the dates it's I love video and a tell my game is yeah it's basically a dating sim but okay. it's really really cute and fun and it's the second time I'd say I read it or played through it since I played it on the PSP and the 3DS version has a couple um, extra things that the PSP version didn't have like it has a Purikura um, element to it if you don't know what Purikura is it is like a photo booth that they have in Japan oh, yeah. where you can yeah. edit pictures oh, and so you, you take a picture and you edit it and you can add so picture frames. You can it's put really your cat cool. in all this. You can take pictures of your <laughs> I have taken so many pictures of Penny, our cat, and our beloved cat. added hearts and oh, it's so cute. like, I don't know, just stuff to it. It's really cute. Uh, it's a fun game. So. That's pretty much all I've been playing, though. That and watching Steven play Resident Evil 4. She is the best at organizing my inventory. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta take so a break from this it. madness and just organize my suitcase full of. I'm herbs. usually very good at reading strategy guides, too, for you. If yeah. you need them. And this run through, we haven't used any. We haven't. It's, nope. No, it's. Well, I hope I got your fifth time. Yeah, I pretty much remembered where to, where to go and who to shoot in the face. So <laughs> you shoot a lot of dudes in the face. And at the end of each level, back to Resident Evil 4 for one second, it right. tells you how many people you've murdered. Oh. So I'm up to like 800 poor, innocent Spanish. Undead. Well, they're, they're not undead. Oh, they're not? Yeah, they're just... Infected. That's right. Resident Evil, they're infected. Yeah, they're infected. That was the beginning of all the infected stuff, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. All righty. Rachel? Um, I, you know, I'm kind of all over the place as far as games I've been playing recently. Um... Like, I, last week, I beat Turtles in Time again uh, for the however many umpteenth time. Um, Favorite Ninja Turtle? Michelangelo. Wrong. It's not wrong. Raphael is <laughs> no. the correct answer to that question. Is he oh. a party dude? Okay, no, hold on. Renee? Favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, oh. She's I'm the just wrong gonna, person to ask. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Donatello, obviously, because without Donatello, what are any of the... But they're not going to do anything. They're not going to have any technology. <laughs> True. Donatello's the most important, the best, and he's got the best weapon. I mean, if you have a giant stick, yeah, a long giant stick that reaches farther than size do. So, I mean, you're Nunchucks. there's only they're all great. <laughs> it's true. Donatello, without him, they're nothing. They they don't do anything or go anywhere. That is. They true. don't have a blimp. They don't have a van. They don't have any. But where would you be without Raphael's sarcastic you'd be fine. attitude? You'd be fine without In fact, you'd probably get things done quicker yeah. without having to do it. Yeah, with his snarky attitude all the time. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Let's see, I beat Turtles in Time. Um, I've been playing through Zombies Ate My Neighbors again. Love it. It is that the spirit game. of Halloween. Oh my gosh. Best game. It's probably just because it is October. I've just been wanting to play some sort of zombie game. Actually, you know, one of my favorite things about that game is the game over screen. Because, like, blood drips down on the screen, I, and game over is, like, eaten away from the blood. And this you is can for see, children. Like, this for is for children, children to play. So, like, you can In 1994. see, like, all of the undead or zombies. Like, I actually died in one of the levels that has uh, clones of your character. Mm-hmm. And you fight the clones of your character. The game is brilliant. It is. It's so good. And the the death noises, like if you don't save your neighbors fast enough, those screams are so creepy and eerie. <laughs> and they sound like a real person screaming. And Yikes. It's yeah. great. That game is awesome and hard. Uh, <laughs> it's back when Konami made video games. Yeah. They don't really make video I've games. I've been playing anymore. a lot of Konami games in terrible yeah. time. So, I miss Konami. They should come back. Yeah. I'd play their games. 
What have they been doing lately? Nothing. Metal Gear? Yeah. Well, metal gear? they didn't even they they didn't make the last one. They, yeah. Oh, you know that's Platinum. That's right. Which I love. I love oh, Platinum. Uh, metal Gear Rising. Yeah, Revengeance. Revengeance. Whatever. Made where's up words. Where's my Sakodin Six? Yeah, where's Sakodin? You know, where are the RPGs? Mm. They're gone. Fantasy Star Online Two all over again. I'm really bitter about Fantasy Star Online Two not coming to America yet. You could be playing it right now. I could. Just hack into the Japanese. Just yeah. hack in. Those, they, do, they have they have mods to make it in English. They do have mods, but they do not like American no. people playing on their servers. They are upset about that, and I am just. How fun would like a 64 player version of Zombies Ate My Neighbors with a map <laughs> that's like 20 times as big, same graphics, <laughs> yeah, but everyone's just shooting. You know, undead things that with water would be guns. Great. Yeah, I, actually, my favorite weapon in that game is not the water gun, but it's the weed whacker. Yeah. It's between the weed whacker and the cross because you can just mow down mummies in that mummy level. Giant undead babies. On giant undead babies. That's the boss in yeah. the eighth level that I just got to. That it's I a tough beaten. game. It's real. It's actually really hard, and the co-op in that game is really interesting because you want to help each other out because. Obviously, you want to progress through the game because that game's not an easy game. But at the same time, you still want to win. So, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. If you're a programmer, do not steal that idea. That is ours. We'll yeah, we're working. <laughs> I, I just registered the domain for <laughs> massive multiplayer zombies ate my neighbors.com. So, we're going to. It'll be a browser based game, advert gaming. We're going we're gonna to make some money with it. We'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be good. What else you got going on? Um, I downloaded Final Fantasy VI on my Vita. How's that been going? It's amazing. Okay. It's it's the PS1 version of the game, which, I mean, it's okay. Just the loading screens in between stuff is a little longer than the You didn't want to wait version. and play it on your iPhone or oh, Android yes. device? No, because, no. <laughs> I needed it, it now. Everywhere. <laughs> you could play it while driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> on the subway, even. You could play it all the time. I play it in the bathtub, you know? I wish I could play Final Fantasy VI in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Got the NES working. Been playing DuckTales and Burger Time. Okay. Just bought Joe and Mac. That's a good so, one, too. It's a yeah. good one. I like most dinosaur games from the Super Nintendo era. There aren't yeah. many that I don't like. The cool thing... Well, maybe it's not that cool. I don't really know. Joe and Mac, like, they just reuse the same boss. Yeah. So it's like a different colored dinosaur at the end of every <laughs> level, which is great. But, you know, maybe some people don't like that. I don't know. I like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Me too. Officially, <laughs> I do. Now it's on the record. It's on the record, so I'm not okay. going to be able to go back on that. Dinosaurs <laughs> are cool. Dinosaurs are cool. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. I guess it's... My turn. Yeah, what have you been playing? Well, since such big new releases have been coming out, I have been playing Grand Theft Auto Five, but that is a little old, and I feel like that's oh, been beat what, to it's, death. We, you could, what do you do? You like it? Yeah, I'm liking it. Uh, I'd probably say maybe I'm a third of the way through it, setting yeah. up for my second heist. So maybe I'm not. I hear the heists are the best part of that. Game. Right, that's where you make all your money. It's different from a. I guess older GTA games where every mission you did you get like a thousand, thousand bucks. two thousand bucks. Yeah. Now if you do a mission you might get like forty dollars. But do you really need money in that game? No. You could just buy like apartments. Well, that would be the only reason you need money because when you go do missions they just give you weapons. Right. And ammo is never a problem. Can't you yeah. hold like every weapon? Yeah. Not like the old games where you could only hold like one of each no, type of weapon. because you have your weapon wheel come up so you have your pistol, your assault rifle, your sniper and then you could scroll to the different types yeah. of pistols you have in your inventory. That's interesting. So, 
Have you been obeying traffic laws? That Always. can make the game more difficult. If you're citizen. looking for more, more of a challenge when you're playing GTA. I th- <laughs> did that when I first started. And then I realized, this is set in L.A., you're not going anywhere. I've driven in L.A., it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, you can't beat a rock star city. And speaking of L.A., it's cool driving around in this version of Los Santos because I've been to Los Angeles the past three years. I notice buildings and places I've been to in my short time there, and that's just really cool to me. I agree. I noticed that some hobos that... Right. Totally recreated from real life hobos. The only thing you don't get is the <laughs> urine smell coming out of my TV. They're if working on that. That'd be like the, the perfect Los Angeles experience. Smellovision right. coming to Xbox One, hopefully. On the, the, the Connect will emit smells. <laughs> <laughs> and while I've been wanting to check out check out the online, I just a haven't had time, but b I just don't trust it because they've been a lot of have a lot of server issues. Yeah, characters you create a character, it could delete itself. Just disappears. Yeah, completely disappear. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah, so they need, they'll fix that. So whenever it gets more stable, I'll try to play it. If I can find a friend to play it with, I'll know. play with you, buddy. I'll start. <laughs> I used to love playing Grand Theft Auto Two over like phone connection. Oh, back, right. Back in the night. Yeah, you would you would call your buddy and you'd be like, "Hey, let's play some Grand Theft Auto Two Deathmatch and run over each other." <laughs> but I, now it's a little different. You know, it's more of a real game. Right. Than just deathmatch. So it's definitely fun. It's had, of course, its fair share of controversy, and that's fun. It's a Grand Theft Auto game, but considering the records it's broken, I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. It sold so many copies, and it's just going to keep going. Yeah, because Christmas, all the children want Grand Theft Auto for Christmas, so right. that's going to keep selling. Rated you know? M for Mom approved. Yep. <laughs> Everybody wants to get it for their kids. And then more recently, for the first time ever, I'm playing through the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Yay. The HD version Yay. just came out retail last week. Of course, it came out in September. Digital downloads. Which is weird. And that's Nintendo, I guess, yeah. trying things. But that's a different discussion for a different show. But I must say, first and foremost, Wind Waker HD might be the most colorful, amazing, gorgeous game I've seen on my television. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, it's the, really nice. The way the colors pop, the contrast between everything... Even the little things, like she, Rachel noticed when she was watching me yesterday, this, the f- smoke coming off the fire torches, it's just, it's, that game is just fun to look at. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as big of a Zelda fan, I guess it's Rachel or even Steven or any, probably any of y'all, but um, I just want to keep playing that game because it's so pretty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. while the Wii U might be having its problems, and everybody's all down on it, Wii U's got no game, <laughs> I gotta say, those games are really colorful, really vibrant, and just really happy. Like, when I played Wonderful 101, what I played of Mario 3D World, yeah. um, Pikmin 3, like, all those games are just gorgeous. Yeah, it's, so. it's, yeah. it's a beautiful... I mean, the system, it's... They say it's not, you know, powerful enough to be a next-gen console, but, like you say, the games, just the art style, and everything looks so good. It's And so many of the games on the Wii U, 60 frames per second, and you mm-hmm. can't... You're not really seeing that on anything else. So, so while, while it might not be the graphical powerhouse as the new consoles are, to me, I mean, everybody has their own opinion, but to me, that's not such a big of a deal. Like, I've been waiting for Nintendo to come out with something HD, and they're really proving it. It's like when Blu-ray first came out, and all the movies you wanted to watch were the Pixar films, because that animation just really popped in high definition. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, that's what Wind Waker's been doing. So I'm not very far. I just got the sale, and mm-hmm. took my first, first boat ride to that island. Dragon but, Roost Island. Right. Um, it's got my favorite music, and that whole game is on Dragon Roost Island. And then finally, I'm going to tag team this one with Rachel because look for some comparison. I've been playing DuckTales 
remastered. Um, it's pretty neat. I never played that growing up. I know she just said earlier she got yeah. on the NES has been playing it. So I want to ask you, how would you say the remastered one looks or feels compared to the original? Um, the remastered one, first and foremost, like it looks gorgeous. It does. Like that, that kind of hand-drawn art style that they did with that, I, I can really appreciate that. It looks amazing. Um, you know, taking a pixel and making it look as right. good as it does. Um, as far as like the way it feels and stuff, um, I did notice that you could set it back to like hard pogo mode. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, because yeah. now you just you know press down and press pogo and yeah, just hold B you and you can jump, pogo all around. Press round. down and then press B on the NES version and just kind of hold that and, and keep going, jumping on your pogo stick. Apparently in Ducktales Remastered, you just press Y. And there you are, pogoing. No, I never did that. No. I had to press down and B, but I didn't okay. have to keep holding down. I could just keep holding B and just pogo okay, everywhere. So. I see. Okay. Yeah, no, um, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to uh, let you see and feel kind of how, like, the difference right. in, like, the tightness of the control. Because that was a big thing back, um, you know, in the days of the NES was how tight the controls were. Um, and actually it was funny because DuckTales was made uh, using, like, a Mega Man engine. Uh, you know, you have a non-linear five-stage system that you have set up with different platforms and different obstacles to go off of, made by Capcom. So, um... And while i got to say, like you said, it is really pretty, the only complaint I have is it's really cool. It is voice acted now. Yeah. And some people like that, but some people don't. And it's, they got the all the original voice actors, which... Oh, yeah. yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Like, what? 90s. It's like 90s. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the only problem is it seems like... Maybe it's just because my first run through. Every, like, five steps you take, there's got to yeah. be a cutscene, and they have to talk for a while. It's kind of annoying. But, like, my yeah. opinion on that, I don't know if I'm butting in okay. to what you're saying, but um, I do, uh, I appreciate the fact that they did get the original voice actors, and it is nostalgic, and, it, and it's like, oh, this is really nice, and it is nice to have a story in that game, mm -hmm. because in a lot of older games, you don't really have this big focus on story. It was a focus on gameplay, because that's whatever you could fit on a cartridge. You'd have to go read a manual or something to go figure out what the story of this game is supposed to be. Um, and so, like, it's nice, but at the same time, I can I, I feel like it's a little bit too obtrusive, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of, like, in your face all the time, whereas I feel like maybe they should have toned that back a little bit, because a story can be nice for something like that. It just doesn't need to be the only thing about it. Right, because so, they added that prologue section, which, again, I never played the original, right. so I thought it was just part of the game. No, but when she loaded up the NES version, it was like, oh, you're just at the computer, yeah, pick a level. just pick a level. Where in this game, there's like a story of you see them break into Scrooge's mm -hmm. like vault and take his stuff, and you have to do this platforming level to get to the computer. But I will say the best thing about that game is you don't have to go straight to the computer. You can go straight to the vault and just dive in and that swim. Is, and Scrooge McTuck's money. That is my <laughs> favorite thing about that game thus far. That's cute. So. Another thing that kind of bothered me is that you couldn't go back and replay Amazon after you had already beaten it. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's just because they've been focusing on the story so much. They don't want you to go back and replay levels, but you could always do that on the NES version. Maybe from what after I, I beat it, maybe reopen all the levels. But I'm not to sure. me, that just kind of seems like why would you not make that feature available? Like coming to DLC yeah. this fall. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they could totally playing. sell a 1989 mode Man. that just removes all the, the cutscenes. Five bucks to make the game play faster. It makes you know? just automatically turns hard pogo on. You don't get a yeah, choice. Don't get like, a choice. Yeah. Revert it back. 
So, awesome. uh, you know, that game was is digital, but they are releasing physical copies on every platform in a couple of weeks. It's going to oh, be really, fun. yeah, because it was digital only, or you could buy a PS3 box. code in the store yeah. that came with a box. But it's actually going to be available on physical format what? on everything. So. They're gonna they're gonna get people to double dip. They're like, I love Ducktales, so I'm gonna buy another copy because it's only twenty bucks and you get a disc yeah. that says Ducktales on we it. We bought so. two versions. I downloaded it on the Wii U, <laughs> and then I bought the boxed PS3 copy because I wanted it on the shelf. See, they know what's going on. Yeah. They know how to get you guys. We're not triple is. dipping. Sorry, no. Capcom. Sorry, Disney. Well, <laughs> maybe, what if it's a gold disc? You know, oh man, oh, well. gotta get that gold cartridge. I don't know. Gold it's pretty cool. Cartridge. I will say also in that game, I, I was really happy that they didn't necessarily remaster all the music they just took the original tracks and kind of added to it as opposed to completely redoing it which i i liked that they could have really screwed that up i know yeah i know i was near and dear to that music that that was you know when we were playing at id3 i was waiting in the line all i wanted to do was just listen to the music and just see like okay did they screw this up and they didn't so i was really happy with that i would say i was content that's from uh way forward yes Mm -hmm. they make good games Shantae. Shantae is good. Shantae is good. Kickstart the new one. Play that one. The Wii version, right? Not the original. Not the original. Yeah, play the Wii version. There's a hug button. Love that. (laughs) Hug the blob. That's cute. In Kirby's Return to Dreamland, you hug each other. What's that? Get some health. Here, I (laughs) eat some cake. Here, have a hug. (laughs) It looks like making out. (laughs) It does look like making out, but it's cute. It is really cute. Or E for everyone. E for everyone. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. So, um, all right. Yeah. I think what we'll do now is we'll take a quick break, let us regroup, and we'll come back with uh, Rachel's Retro Corner and some <laughs> news with Steven. So stay tuned. She randomly likes to give me fun facts about old retro games that I've probably never heard of, nor usually care about. But I figured that could be a fun segment (laughs) called Rachel's Retro Corner, where she gives us a fun fact about an old video game. (laughs) And earlier, Renee mentioned about how her favorite game was Harvest Moon 64, made by Natsume. And this is where you chime in and say... It's actually... In the title screen of that game, Natsume misspelled their own name. It says Natsume. And then I say, fun fact. It's my favorite fun fact to tell people. As a QA tester, how does that make you feel? (laughs) That's actually the localization and and kind of their job to figure that out. Compliance and localization. So that, that is not my job. I don't handle that. Well, okay. So... There's just, your fun fact of the day. just bothers me that it's misspelled. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I like fun so facts. So fun. So, um, and then moving along to favorite games, Rachel, I mean, uh, Steven, with A Link to the Past. And I said earlier, we talked about A Link Between Worlds later, and that time is now. So, in the most recent Nintendo Direct, they kind of detailed how A Link Between Worlds is going to play. 
and how it's kind of breaking uh, quote unquote Zelda tradition where you know you played the Zelda games they're kind of linear you found whatever item went to whatever dungeon used item to beat said dungeon got the next item and so on and so forth but in a link between worlds it's gonna be a little different now there's an item shop that has all the items in the game and you can either buy or rent said item and see if go to a dungeon and see if that works or go to a different dungeon so it's kind of breaking form and Nintendo acknowledges that so that's kind of interesting but as more of Zelda fans than I, I was curious what y'all thought of that. I think it's going to be great for people that want to try to tackle the hardest dungeon in the game with mm-hmm. no hearts and get the items you need. I mean, you can make it highly replayable by changing the way you get those those weapons. So right. I think that's really cool. No, I, I think it's, you know, it's definitely interesting right. dynamic for them to use. And... and I actually have a little bit of a suspicion that, like, oh yeah, it's not going to be possible for you to get however many rupees to buy this item this early in the game. Like, that's just my like sneaky suspicion that I have about it. That may or may not be true. Like, so they're unintentionally, intentionally making it linear. Yeah, you know, making that's, it seem open world. Right. That's kind mm-hmm. of my theory behind it. Is that like, oh well, you know, if I'm this early on in the game, how am I possibly going to get ten thousand rupees to go buy some bomb? You know, like I. That's just how I suspect. If it doesn't, then that's great. But from what I've seen, like, maybe to buy said item and keep it, it might be expensive. But they also talked about how you can rent the item, and you can keep it until you die. Super cheap. It's going to start back. So it might be like that, or it might be super cheap to rent, and then it's just... That might be true. They should really put a casino element in Legend of Zelda. I mean, that's this is the one franchise where you can't go and gamble all your rupees and try to to win big. You know, they had many games in Ocarina of Time. Race those bomb shoes. Right. Yeah. I just want to pull a, a slot machine arm and watch the, the different characters from the franchise line up and win big. So maybe the jackpot is tingle. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> but from what we played at last E3, A Link Between Worlds, again, looks phenomenal. The use of the 3D in that game is actually pretty cool. It almost makes it worth it because all of the dungeons are layered vertically. A lot of different floors in the dungeons, and you're going up and down a lot, and the way that goes into the screen is actually a pretty neat effect. But uh, that comes out next month, end of November, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it then, after we get our hands on the final product. Mm. But now, let's send it over to Steven with news. News. There's not much going on this week. Um, It's not really news, but the 2DS is launching in North America and everywhere, Saturday. That's right. So that'll be a real fun way to play uh, the new Zelda game this fall without the 3D. It's kind of yeah. funny. They haven't made too many games that actually make good use of the 3D, but this one will be a big one. And if you have a, a 2DS, you know. Pretty much that in Mario 3D Land. That's pretty much it. Right. But, you know, so that, that's a new piece of hardware. So that's fun. Even if, if it's something no one cares about, it's still interesting. We'll see yeah. if it sells. Hey, it's $40 cheaper than the cheapest 3DS right now. And comes out the same day as Pokemon, which, shocker, is $40. How so, convenient. Just in time for Christmas, kids want a DS. And mom's like, oh, this one's only 130 bucks. I'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have people complaining, where's all the 2DS games? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's super confusing. Total market confusion. If people aren't confused enough with the Wii U. Thinking that it's the Wii. So All the time. Always look forward to that. 
I've written down here, it says, Drakengard 3 coming to America in 2014. Square Enix is actually publishing a game <laughs> in the U.S. It'll be 50 bucks when it comes out. And what is that? You know, I've honestly never played the Drakengard games. They looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might know them as Dragon Dragoon, which I think is a more fun name than Drakengard. <laughs> um, so, but I'm excited that Square is just releasing a game. You know? Right. <laughs> you don't see them putting out games that often, so... I'll probably check it out, even though I haven't played any of the other ones. Maybe I'll have to pick those up at my local gameware if they have any <laughs> used copies. So, do you think is it going to be? I, mean, I don't know how much you know about that series, but Final Fantasy, you know, their numbers, but those numbers don't care. Oh, so yeah. it's not continuous. Is that? No, you're not going to. You play Dragon Guard one and two? Sure. Yeah. No, you're, you're not going to have to worry about that, or, or they're you know they're not. I don't think they're digitally available. So finding a used copy is going to be your only option. But I don't. I, if you just want to dive into it, I think you'll be fine. So. Okay. Maybe they'll do a prologue or something. <laughs> and I don't know if this is accurate, but I think Nier is actually part of that universe. I may be really? completely wrong there, but I own Nier and I've never played it. So that's one that I should, that I should play because <laughs> I've, I've heard great things about Nier. Yeah. If any of our listeners have played Nier, they should, they should let us know and let us know what they think of it. So we Definitely. can read your letter on the air, <laughs> all the Nier fans. I've also, it says uh, here that Mad Cats is releasing... A, a new console. Oh, great. I've been waiting so long for Mad Cats to release a console. <laughs> the people who made those shitty controllers and the hey, man. growing up. Now, they make pretty good fight sticks. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. I guess they're the official, uh, well, they were, the official rock band. Yeah, maybe they've turned their game around. Uh, well, well uh, you know. But tell us about this new console. Tegra 4 processor running Jelly Bean for all you Android fans. This is this may be the most efficient way to play Angry Birds on something. <laughs> now, I don't even know if you'll be able to do that. The controller, um, it just looks like a... I mean, it, it a Mad Cat controller? Yeah, it, it, it may be, it's not a fight stick, but maybe they'll, they'll probably let you use that if it's got USB, which I'm sure it does. Um, you know, 16 gigabytes of internal storage, and you can throw in an SD card in there, up to 128 gigs, I'm sure. So, I just don't know what this market is for all these little micro consoles. I don't know if it exists. It's Especially the price of this thing. 250 bucks. You could go buy a Wii U. For $50 more. Yeah. Or, I mean, by then, who knows, you might be able to buy, a, you know, a basic Wii U that's right. just being clearanced for less than that. So right. I just... The whole... Android-based console thing is strange. I know you have your Ouya. Yeah, I don't know why I have that. And <laughs> I certainly do have an Ouya. Um, you know, Towerfall, pretty badass game right. on the Ouya, but I've only got uh, one one Ouya controller, and you can hook up a, a DualShock or whatever, but I don't have friends, so <laughs> I can't have people over to play Towerfall with, with all my buddies. You only so live with your best friend. My best oh. friend. That's true. We should play Towerfall. And what are we doing? I, Actually, there's four of us. Why are four of us? Yeah. So, well, and I downloaded the Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog four part two demo on the Ouya, and I deleted it instantly because it was garbage, hot <laughs> garbage. It was terrible. So, what um, makes this um, this Mad Cat's console better, especially for two hundred fifty dollars? Well, I mean, it's it's this? a lot more powerful. You know, a lot, mm-hmm. when when people were looking at the Ouya when they were criticizing what's under the hood for that little box, and it's a good looking box, but. They just they people were saying you know it, it, they could have put a better processor in there. True. And this thing's got it, but who cares? I mean, right. it's it, is is there a market for this kind of system? I'm not convinced. And if anything, I'm excited about. I think we all are the, the Vita TV. Yeah. I think right. yeah. for a hundred bucks, being able to stream, you know, if you have a PS4, being able to stream that to another television, or playing any of your Vita games or PS1 games that are compatible with Vita. 
Uh, that that looks like a fun little little yeah. system. I'm excited about that. So the uh, streaming part's the part I'm most interested and excited about Vita TV. You know, assuming it comes to America, it's and not it will. announced yet, but yeah, it will. But if Rachel's in the living room yeah. watching some bridal show I don't care about, <laughs> I can sling my PS4 to my bedroom. And from what I've heard from Tokyo Game Show, there's no lag in that. Yeah. They're playing Knack, and they didn't even realize exactly. that That's... was playing on the Vita TV. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, even if it doesn't come to America, totally easy to import. Right. And um, there's no region locking there. So, I'm sure that they're, they're launching that in Japan because PS4 is not launching in Japan this fall. So, you know, when the PS4 launches in Japan next year, that gives Sony a good opportunity to release Vita TV here in the spring yeah. um, and in the UK. I think, it'll, I think it would sell very well. And eventually... You might see a package deal where they'll, you know, they'll bundle a PS4 with a Vita TV or with a Vita. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of different opportunities for Sony to make an interesting package for people that that aren't getting a PS4 at launch. And I mean, a ton of people won't be buying either PS4 or Xbox One at launch. I mean, unless you're just one of those folks that has to have it day one. And I think <laughs> everyone here at this table may be on that list. Yeah. yeah. But for most people, it just makes more sense to wait until there's more games or wait until the price drops. Right. So, but yeah. Well, I know that you said that you didn't really understand, like, you know, the market system for all these different little Android-based consoles that are coming out. But, mm-hmm. you know, the video game industry has been doing that forever, since, like, the 70s. That's true. Because they've made however, hundreds upon hundreds of Pong consoles. Just play Pong. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Like, you know, before even the Atari 2600 came out. Like, just before that, there were hundreds upon hundreds of those. Why do you need a hundred of them? But I guess I was also in the world now... I mean, it's hard to say, because the way the shift... In the video game industry is today where if I have $500, I want to buy an Xbox and want an iPad. You're going to buy an iPad. Oh, of course. Everybody's going to do that. So now we have those fighting each other, and now these Android-based consoles coming in kind of as a third player. It just doesn't make any sense. No one's going to spend... Now, $100 for an Ouya or whatever, that's one thing. But $250 for this Mojo from Mad Cats... I just gotta wait for that launch lineup. You know, you know, you don't know what they're gonna have. They got a big exclusives. You know, they may have something in their in their back pocket. This is what Rock Band for. Exactly. You know, Rock Band. Yeah, I was gonna say this is gonna be the Rock Band console, and but that's not gonna work. So I don't know. Uh, Injustice. Okay. Everyone's favorite DC fighting game. I, I play, you know I played a little bit of it. It seems fast paced and fun and cool yeah. and. That's there. They are putting out uh, a comprehensive version of that game. They're not, they're not calling it the Game of the Year edition. Not, not yet, at least. Game of the years. Well, you know, this week we had Game of the Year editions of Borderlands Two and Dishonored come out. I guess, right? I mean, right. They're, they're supposed to. Did those Dishonored actually win anything last yeah, year? Yeah, okay. somebody did. I mean, you know, like last year, Dead Island got yeah. Game of the Year edition. Yeah. I don't know who gave that game Game of the Year, <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a bad game, but. Um, so the new new Injustice uh, re-release is going to have pretty much all the DLC up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's standard. We all knew that was going to happen. They they did the same thing with Mortal Kombat. Um, right. It's going to be available on all platforms that are out now. The big surprise is that it's coming to PS4. Really? Um, and that mm-hmm. is surprising to me as someone who far ahead of time you know gets to look at these lists of upcoming titles because of what I, you know what I do at Gameware. Mm-hmm. Basically, ordering software long before it, it's announced right. or or available um, to to the general public. So I did not know this was coming to PS4 um, until they announced that 
just the other day. So that was surprising mm. to me. And they, they didn't say anything about an Xbox One version, but I'm sure eventually it'll come to Xbox well, One. Well, we got to play Killer Instinct first. So Killer Instinct, exactly. There's, there's, that's going to be available day <laughs> one. And uh, I hope the Killer Instinct fans enjoy that game. Because it, it sure does look sparkly. There's lots of particle effects. And I, it's fast-paced. So, you know, it's, Everyone will be playing as Jacob. Everyone will be, because that is a free-to-play download for everyone. And then you can buy your season pass to get your six characters. So. Right. It's, it, this is a grand experiment, I suppose, from the makers of some of our favorite Xbox 360 games. G.I. Joe, uh, The Rise of Cobra. G.I. Joe. Silent that Hill Homecoming. Ma- another masterpiece. Oh. That, didn't they make uh, some kind of terrible Civil War game? Probably. Or Turning Point? I don't know. But give them a chance. Not every developer. You know, before Arkham Asylum came out, Rocksteady had only made one game. In their entire history. And it's a, a game you've never heard of or played called Urban Chaos that was on original Xbox. Maybe oh, it was on PS2. Urban. It was on PS2. Yeah, and we remember the box art because it was just one of those games that was always sitting in the store. So this, this company, you know, they'd only made one game and then they get a, the Batman franchise. And before that game came out, we were just like, well, who the, who the heck is this company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it just... It just takes one turn in your development studio to put out a game that can change, you know, your company for the rest of its mm-hmm. existence. So because now Rocksteady is like almost a household name. Pretty much. Any you know? superhero game that comes out now, it's like, well, is Rocksteady making that? And then so many other developers are just emulating their combat style. Mm-hmm. You know, the I think the last oh. was it the Spider Man game oh, had very Teenage similar Ninja combat. Ninja Turtles. That, out of the shadows. That new crappy shadows. one. That really oh terrible. Goodness. Adam reviewed that game did, for Attack of the Fanboy. He did not care for it. Oh, nope. goodness gracious. It's that like, was not a fun game. It is like living nightmares. You are controlling <laughs> these... T- they are truly mutants. <laughs> you know, the Ninja Turtles historically have just been cute, cool, cartoon characters. Not yeah. mutants. Nope. But this game, they are They, are they look frightening. so bad. I cannot imagine something worse, but... I think we played we played the arcade mode in that game because I want like it's you know we're gonna side have to scrolling do... beat 'em up and I was like oh cool side scrolling beat 'em up but it's even that is not it's very the good. same deformed creepy character <laughs> yeah. from the story mode it's just not we'll fun. have to do a separate episode for like abomination game that would be yeah, great that we'll would just be spend when we do when we do game of the year at the end of the year we'll do our real really? one but before that we'll have like. Abomination disasters, <laughs> and, and there is another Ninja Turtles game coming out in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. So that we'll we'll check that out since we're all living in the eighties, can't That's get it. over it. So, <laughs> right. so uh, Injustice, I've got another thing. Chocobo Racing. <laughs> what? Chocobo Racing three D. Did they did they make a Chocobo Racing on the uh, DS? Well, I'm talking about that. Yeah. They they just announced it's not coming out. Oh, oh. The 3DS. They, so Chocobo Racing 3DS was one of the first little tech demos that Square had shown for yeah. 3DS before Theater Rhythm was announced. And uh, that is not coming to 3DS. So that will join the ranks. It's not coming to anything. Okay. Oh, so they're that, killing it. Yeah, that's going to join the ranks of Mega Man Legends. going to join the ranks yeah. of DJ Hero. Join the ranks of Saints Row. These announced 3DS, 3DS games that, that got canceled, never came out because... Maybe I guess there's no market, which is crazy to yeah. me. I mean, 3DS sales have been through the roof worldwide, and software is selling better than it ever has. But Chocobo Racing is not coming to 3DS. Sorry. I guess they're Chocobo too busy Racing focusing fans. on the Theater Rhythm sequel. Yeah, they are. Well, they're they're doing that, but aren't they also doing a version that has all the downloadable content, which they I think would be cool. Yeah. Game of the Year edition. Game of the Year Theater Rhythm. Theater Rhythm. So everyone will re- rebuy that game. 
Uh, lastly, I've got and here says that Blizzard is kind of toying around with their pricing models for the Diablo 3 expansion coming in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reaper of Souls. So that when that comes out, that's going to nix the real money auction house officially for the PC right. version. People are excited about that. Um, they are. They put out a survey this week to gauge the interest of folks that would uh, buy the game for maybe thirty bucks, which is cool. You know, we, I, I usually when a Blizzard expansion comes out, you're paying forty or fifty bucks for it. Right. But back in the the heyday of the '90s, when a PC expansion would come out, you typically pay twenty or thirty dollars for that expansion. Yeah. So, I think um, that could reinvigorate interest into the Diablo franchise if they. Get a sweet price point out there. Of course, it could easily come out at forty, but if it came out at thirty, that's that'd be some goodwill for people that are just upset about how that game turned out on PC. So now, is that expansion just coming to PC? What about the new Diablo Three console? Players? I don't think they've announced anything. I could be wrong for console. Of course, eventually, well, eventually you will see that come out on console. When the Game of the Year edition exactly. comes out, exactly Game of the Year edition. It's and and then you'll see a PS4 and Xbox One version of Diablo Three come out eventually too. Maybe it'll come with that expansion. Who knows? So that's pretty much it. It's been a slow week. Oh, one other thing. Bluetooth headsets will not work on PS4. So if you have a Bluetooth headset you use for your PS3, um, you're not going to be able to use that on PS4. I don't know why. I guess it doesn't support Bluetooth. But didn't they already confirm like the Pulse headset and all those for PS3? I was about to mention that. That will work, but it's going to require a software update. So it may not work on day one. Um... You'll have to wait until they make the update for that. So, but no Bluetooth headsets, not ever. They want you to buy those Pulse headsets for one hundred fifty dollars. They're pretty good headsets. The sound quality. I looked at them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty interested now that they might have to get one of those. Since know. they said it will work on PS4, my eventually, to get one. right? Yeah, <laughs> to get it. And like the Wii U Pro Controller will work eventually with all of our games. And Pro Controller, white if you live near a Best Buy that has it advertised on their site, you can get a white. Wii U Pro Controller for like twelve dollars, which is about thirty dollar, thirty eight dollars cheaper than it would be otherwise. So yeah, you know we keep trying to use that Pro Controller. We get really excited, see, oh man, this is Pro Controller compatible, and then we just don't. Bum, bum, it, like Playing Disney, Disney Infinity, Infinity has on the back of the box Pro Controller support plus something. Turn on the Pro Controller doesn't nope. work. Only nunchuck and eventually. Remote. Now, is it true that the Wii U just had an update to where you can play Wii software on the Wii U controller? Yes, but yeah. you can't use the actual yeah. buttons. Yeah. So what's the, the, what's the point of that? You have to aim the Wii remote at your television like, where your sensor bar no, is. No, because the Wii U gamepad has a sensor bar. Yeah, but does it work Great with the question. Wii? Let's go. We're going to stop the podcast. <laughs> we're going to check that out and see if that works. But that is the weirdest update to me. That yeah. they would let you use the, the the controller screen on the Wii U, but not the controller itself. I guess maybe it's that one poor soul somewhere where they would use they it. Have. And great. Yeah. But maybe they don't have, have a like television. Your best friend hold up the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> and while you you're know, playing. if they do that, you truly know they're your best friend. That's true. So that's that's a friend to keep. Or like your annoying little brother or sister, just have them hold up the Wii U gamepad while you have fun on your Wii. That sounds Stay like a, a mode for a WarioWare game. That like you have to have you your have friend hold the controller. Steven, my arms are tired. <laughs> keep doing it. I'm, I'm not done with this level. But they're so tired. Tough. <laughs> it, would, it would be one thing if like virtual console games or... That would be great. Maybe yeah. they do they? They map it. No, do, well, not right now. Okay. Where That's you can use stupid. the game packs, there's no waggle stick in that. Or Just even shake the Wii, rem- right. Wii U controller. <laughs> it's got it in there. 
but shake the game pad. Maybe that's something that will come in the future. They're doing big steps. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Oh, I got another thing. What you got? This Ed Boon, and you may know him from Mortal Kombat and Injustice coming to PS4. And Inju- so he, yeah, he 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 invented Mortal Kombat by himself with some buddies. So. He still wants to do Mortal Kombat vs. Street Fighter. He's been wanting to do Mortal Kombat vs. Street Fighter for like 100,000 years. I don't think Capcom's ever going to do Mortal Kombat vs. Street Fighter. But he, he is vocal about really wanting to do it. So God bless him because he is, you know, it's important to want to do things in life. Um, and, you know, his studio, NetherRealm, I mean, they put out great content since Mortal Kombat got rebooted. And, mm-hmm. and Injustice was cool. I can't wait to see what they'll do next. I don't think it's going to be a Street Fighter game. Maybe you can do uh, Mortal Kombat and Time Killers. They can finally bring back Time Killers. I think this is the perfect opportunity to bring Clay Fighter back. And I think <laughs> anyone that knows me knows how passionate I am about the Clay Fighter franchise. And this is this is the opportune time to bring that back. And you could totally rip apart Clay dudes, and it's fine. The Clay comes out. So, um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter probably not going to happen. But Ed Boon wants to do it. Somebody get Ono on the phone and um, see if he can take a break from that other game he's working on. That what is that? Deep down, Deep down. yeah. Deep so, is that him? Is yeah, he actually working he, on that I think he is working on that. Is he just there? He was he well. Problems? He was there, but I, I think he is working on that game. Free to play. Interesting. Maybe the first free to play game I I play besides uh, that Di- that Diablo clone that I can't remember the name of. But. Torchlight. Torchlight. That's no, not free. That's not free. Yeah, that's there was another free. one that I was playing with with uh, Vaughn. Oh yeah, I don't uh, know what that was called. Either. Path of Path of Radiance, maybe. No. Path, Path of Exile. Path of Exile. Path, Path of Exile. Path of Exile is fun. That that also news. That's that's on Steam now. So that's going to be final finalized pretty soon. Uh, within the next week or so, you'll be able to download the full version of that as a complete release mm-hmm. on Steam, free to play. If you like a Diablo style game that plays more like Diablo two. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be available. I recommend everybody to check it out because it won't cost you anything, and it's it's on Steam now. So it is being final finalized soon. It's been in beta for a while, and I was I was checking the beta out earlier this year. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You point on click. You point and click on so many things to kill them. It's a blast. Just point and click. <laughs> click 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 click. So that's it. That is news. Awesome. Oh yeah, Pokemon X and Y coming out. So go buy that. We're, yeah. yeah, fun game. Speaking fun game. of Steam. Happy birthday, Steam. It is. Happy birthday. Ten years. Ten years Yay. of Steam. Remember when it was terrible? Oh, when Steam came out, everybody hated it. It was the worst. I hated it, too. You know, I got Steam because you had to have Steam to play Half-Life 2. And it didn't work, and it sucked, and it was bad, and nobody liked it. But now everybody loves it. So. look what they are now. It's their own OS. Yeah, their operating own system. Machine, Steam own machine. Crazy controller. It looks like an owl space. That's going to be interesting. I don't know about that. But I, I won't just I won't say anything bad about it until I try it. No, exactly. So, Steam, Steam machine. Gabe for president, right? Everybody <laughs> loves that guy with his sparkly beard. New CEO beard. of Microsoft. Maybe <laughs> he worked for Microsoft, I know he right? Works he for started Microsoft. started his his career. At you Microsoft. guys didn't see that thing? Like they were like, "Oh, here, take a poll to see who the next Microsoft CEO." Oh, is I did see be. that. And Gabe Newell was number one. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think he was. Um, he was kind of instrumental in getting people to develop games on Windows. I think mm-hmm. I, I think I read that that he was one of the first people that said, you know, we don't need to run games in DOS. There's a way you can and uh, and you can get games optimized to work, you know, in the Windows environment. And it's kind of ironic now because it's it's going the exact opposite. That Windows is just 
taking up too much resources in your computer. We move away from that, move to a Linux kernel, get your games optimized more. But really, this is all coming down from Windows 8 requiring, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got this, I don't know, iTunes-style store that's just kind of, you have to go through that to, to sell stuff. So... You've got the Minecraft dude all upset about that. And then, you've got, um, then you've got Gabe wanting to move away from that, too. So, And you can easily say, like, what Steam's done with their sales and just working now with their infrastructure. They've kind of revitalized PC gaming. Absolutely. Five years ago or so, PC gaming was, like, almost dead and gone. I mean, yeah, you had your WoW players and your hardcore people who wanted everything to run at 200 frames per second. But now, I mean... You can get a game that just came out six months ago for like five dollars from yeah. Steam. Sale. I buy so many games I never play on Steam. It's great. <laughs> I think that's kind it's... of the running gag, and uh, it's yeah. true. A lot of people say like because you know I think that we all can agree on this that we're all the kind of people that like to look at our video games on the shelf mm-hmm. and be like, oh wow, look at all of the video games I own. But a lot of people that you know that I I tell that to or that I you know try and be like, oh yeah, no, I like the physical copies of stuff. They, they tend to be like, oh, well, if that's the case, then you should just take a look at my Steam library, because it's like the same thing. I'm like, Not impressed. Not impressed. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. There was a thread on a, in an internet forum that people like to go to, uh, and in this thread, people were posting pictures of their, their gaming treasures, you know, the, the, the favorite things, the rare things from their mm-hmm. game collection. And uh, one guy had just posted a picture of his Steam library. I I think someone replied, I don't think you understand what we're asking you to do here. (laughs) And, um, you know, but that's okay. Yeah. If you like Steam, you like Steam again. He even had a picture of all of his emulator folders. Oh, no. That's You'd probably get banned from NeoGAF if you just post pictures of your emulator folders. Thanks for supporting the (laughs) community. Gaming industry. Yeah. And then I have one for y'all that I found interesting. It's a week old, but it's okay. It's our first show. FIFA 14 came out earlier this month on every console under the sun. Not the Wii U. Not the Wii U. But it came out on the PlayStation 2. In the UK. Right, but yeah. still. The Legacy Edition. Interesting. Right? I didn't Not know the that. Wii U. So I just don't understand why EA and Nintendo seem to not like each other anymore. Because back at E3, when the Wii, what, 2012, when the Wii U was introduced... Unprecedented partnership, is what they like to say. And we had Mass Effect 3, we had but FIFA 13. we had Mass Effect 3 for $50. Right. And it was 20, 20 on everything else. Right. So I just thought that was weird and interesting. This is... The Wii U is, is in a Dreamcast situation, where the Dreamcast had no electronic arts support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, arguably that's what did that system under... Mm-hmm. You know, without EA, they say you cannot have a video game console. And even in the even the GameCube, you know, it was a third place console in, in that generation, but not by much. The, X, the original Xbox only sold maybe a hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand more than the GameCube. But even the GameCube had EA support right. from pretty much day one until the last last day. So, without EA, can the Wii U survive? We're going to find out. I don't think you're going <laughs> to see EA games coming back. To, to Wii U anytime soon. I don't think so. so. I, but I think the difference between the Wii U and the Dreamcast is Nintendo is leagues ahead in first-party content and support Certainly. than Sega. Yeah. yeah, plus Sega for eight years prior to Dreamcast launch was operating dangerously. They weren't profitable. They were putting out too much hardware that wasn't adopted. And then they didn't have enough quality first-party 
franchises that could move units. They had great games. Dreamcast had amazing, innovative, original games, but it wasn't, you know, they didn't have the Zeldas, the Marios, right. the Pokemons, the Metroids, the Star Fox. So Nintendo has so much cash just sitting in a vault somewhere. <laughs> they, they could probably sell, you know, Wii U numbers for 10, 20 years and still be yeah. profitable, but you're not going to see that mass adoption like the Wii. Plus, um, Nintendo has the 3DS just killing everybody. It really is. In every region. dominated handhelds, though. Right. You can't touch them. And honestly, how important is EA's support right now? I mean, with they aren't even bringing back NCAA. And I've watched from my first year of working at Gameware where Madden and NCAA and all of these sports games were so important. releases. Yeah. But... Sales have been nationwide been dipping going and dropping down for... Although, I know in the past couple of years, Madden's done better, but it still doesn't seem like it's the phenomenon that it used mm-hmm. to be. I don't know. But maybe that's it's just our... May, it may just be our little microcosm that we see. It may, maybe it's doing much better everywhere else, but I don't know. I think everybody's just finally getting stale of it. I mean, I keep hearing it more and more. It's like, it's, it's just a roster update. And it literally is for FIFA, right? Because for the Vita version, and in the UK, the PS2 the version, edition. it is... It is a roster update, and it's a full-price game, and it says on the box, it says on the back of the box that this game, in layman's terms, it says this box has no new gameplay features, but they've updated, you know, and it's funny, if you go digitally and you look at the Vita download version of that game, you know, it's a full $40 download, and it tells you it doesn't have new gameplay, and you can just look at the previous year's version, which is cheaper, the only difference is that the names of the players may not be uh, up-to-date, so... We are now actually getting roster updates for full. We always joked about that before when a new new sports game would come out that, oh, why are people paying $50 for a roster update? But it, there were new features to older mm-hmm. EA games, but now on FIFA. The features that they took out, right? Yeah, well, years? you know, Madden 05 on the PS2 had a lot of features, and then when we got the <laughs> launch versions on the next-gen consoles, it... Had, there were no yeah the radio commentary is the weirdest thing you just the, the, the commentary it was a guy on the radio right and then you had none of the none of the fun stuff from the the older versions like the training camps or the the mascot mode in NCAA right. all that was taken out um, I mean in, in in the new Madden Madden twenty five the loading screens are literally look at all the stupid gimmicks that we had throughout the years that no longer exist oh the cone vision did they like, mention cone vision pass weapons in two thousand eight Peyton Manning's got the bullet arm or whatever because he throw the ball <laughs> now is it true that in the newest Madden that uh, in the stands there are no women. And the, the little background characters because you've got all the fans. There's only there's only men, so this is the, the women are no longer going to sporting events for electronic arts titles. So hard to hear first. EA hates women. Oh well. So you know. <laughs> I'm rooting for them. I don't want to see any company uh, go out of business. Or oh, they're poorly. not. I, I want to see better product. And you know, um, NFL 2K5 is is an old game, but feature wise, I don't know if a Madden has ever come out that's been. Uh, more feature pack than that game. And that's they don't have made. To be. No, they don't have to be, but it, or even at least use that ESPN license mm-hmm. the way they did. But I don't well, know. in NCAA, they had the ESPN license. It, yeah, it, but it, did you did you ever play Two K Five? No, because when you played that game, you felt like you were watching. Right. Uh, I mean, the Berman commentary, the <laughs> the the halftime show, everything. It was phenomenal. And it's just so weird that they have Rincey Dub and not for 
Yeah. Madden, but you know, with no NC Dub next year, we'll see nope. what, what happens. Time to that. bring back your your uh, what was that the Genesis football game they did with the zombies and the they need to bring that one back. <laughs> play that so, one. They, they not it's killing me. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. We'll, we'll find it next. You week had yeah you had robots and aliens and zombies playing football. So it sounds awesome. Not gonna fact check, but <laughs> everyone knows what I'm talking about. The game was great. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Play it. Talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. So, okay, moving on, uh, let's see what's coming out this next week. Uh, well, I guess, okay, so normally we're going to do new releases for next week, because games already came out, we're already going to talk about them, but since this is our first week, and we have a lot of games come out, we'll do both. So, the, this week, we have uh, Beyond Two Souls on PS3, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Just Dance 2014. They dropped the <laughs> sequel. They, they dropped it's the no numbers. Longer. They came out every year. Just Dance 1, 2, 3, one, two, three. 4. Well, did they do... Yeah, they did, they four. did 4. This is the fifth one. This is the like, fifth one. That and Rocksmith. 2014. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like Madden. Just Dance 2014. Now out like that. everything under the It's song. got all the hottest tracks. Robin Thicke, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Miles Beetlejuice. Miles Beetlejuice. I mean, those games... Let's not just... Breeze past that because those games sell. Those games oh. are popular. We have Just Dance three. We do. We you, do. That's a shame. Well, I'm it just, has that one song. That one from song from How I Met Your Mother. I played Just Dance once in the store because a, a customer came in. and They said that it, their two player mode didn't work. <laughs> so like I, I turned it on and it's the first time I ever played it. And it, this was maybe just the Wii version. So I don't All know. All you have to do is just wave your you, arm. You don't have to do anything. You can sit down and play yeah, the chair. Yeah, it's a brilliant game because you you can't do it wrong and you can't. There's you don't do anything. You could just wave. You can circle the controller yeah. in the in the air and you're you're the best just dancer. <laughs> just dance. It's right there in the title. So, but that'll probably sell a jillion copies. Oh, of course. They should make a DS version. How would that work? I mean, they made the gyroscope. Michael Jackson experience <laughs> on the DS. Yes. The gyroscope. You could gyroscope. In, in the DS, you dance they, with your DS. The Britney's Dance Beat was a Game Boy Advance game. Right? Oh, so yeah. So in, in 2002, Britney's oh Dance Beat gosh. was a Game Boy Advance game. So <laughs> that was a game that had six Britney Spears songs, and you would press a button. It's like kind of like the Hatsune Miku game that came out a while ago. Mm-hmm. You just press the button when the icon okay. got to a certain point. Well, see, they had a game like that uh, with Ali and AJ Mashako. Oh yeah, the DS. that was on the yeah. DS. Yeah, that one never sold. We nope. had that a lot. Like that. That's the one thing. Gameware, we will carry almost every game, even if it never sells. You know, it was just, we'll there's just, that one person who's been looking for this game. Wacky, yeah, Whack, Whack, Wappy Dog will Wappy Dog will be available Christmas season at Gameware in 2013. <laughs> so we're gonna bring that back. We're, we're trying to bring back Babysitting Mama, but yes. I'm having trouble with that. So. Okay. Golden Compass. Golden that we're not ordering that again. <laughs> um, next is a game I've been looking forward to a lot just because of uh, my backgrounds from college and um, the success of the first season of The Walking Dead. I'm talking about Telltale's The Wolf Among Us. Um, it's based off of Fables, which is a comic series I'm not familiar with. Um, but from what I've seen with The Wolf Among Us, it, uh, it looks a lot like The Walking Dead. The, the intricate story that Telltale puts out, and uh, I'm excited to check it out. The first yeah. episode comes out, uh, I believe, Friday, which might be today if I can get this up by Friday. And uh, for five bucks, or you can buy the whole season for twenty five. Looks great, out. and uh, I'm especially excited for season two of The Walking Dead, which will be coming soon as well. The shoot, the game, not yeah. well. The show's on right. season. The show's on season four. four. Telltale's The Walking Dead, season right. two. Yeah, and the big one, uh, Saturday. Pokemon X and Pokemon Y. 
I know we're all super excited about that. And we're all in our 20s or 30s for me, and we, we are adults playing Pokemon. There's, I mean, anyone that's going to listen to this probably is in the same situation where mm-hmm. we've been playing this game since we were kids. Yeah. And so the first one came out when I was like nine. So I, was eight, I, mean, I was 18. Right. <laughs> it, uh, we'll be having probably a full-fledged Pokemon episode next week, so... Yes. Start playing it, we'll start playing it, and we'll have some fun with that. Um, So that's technically next week, because that's Saturday. But coming out Sunday and beyond before our next show, we have Farming Manager. Yes. The expansion pack to Farming Simulator 2013. Get excited. game for everything. Do I have to own Farming Simulator 2013 to get this? this I did not look into it that much. But (laughs) I want to know, is this on Vita? No, PC, no. son. Because, you know, the other one, it's on Vita. You can farm yeah. simulate on yeah. your Vita. I don't know this. There's a simulation game for everything. Right prison Simulator. Prison Tycoon? Is it Prison? It's, it's Prison Tycoon, it's, and then there's Prison Architect. That one looks yeah. great. It's still in it's like $30 early access. So I'm not paying $30 for that no. game. But seriously, also on Sunday is Skylanders Swap Force. Yeah. I never got much into the Skylanders franchise, but I know it sold like hotcakes. You get, you get a new character with Stink in his name. and it's great. If you don't know what you can do in Swap Force, you rip the toys in half and swap, swap them. Oh. <laughs> so you take the Stink guy's base and you put it on any other one and it puts Stink in their name. <laughs> so you can make all your characters have the word Stink in the title. So that sounds fun. Revolution. So. Number one feature of that game. It really is. I'm excited. I've not played a Skylanders <laughs> game, uh, but, but this one looks cool. So kids love it. And the second wave of Disney Infinity characters are also coming out in October. Uh, the Toy Story, the Nightmare Before Christmas. So it'll be interesting to see Skylanders. Tangled. 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 Ah, Tangled. Okay, yeah. I'm more yeah. interested now. Now it's Skylanders versus Disney Infinity and the let's pay way too, too much, much money, money for our kids for Christmas yeah. games. Oh my gosh. We started playing Disney Infinity. We did. And it, it's, it's, okay. it's pretty good. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. We only played the Incredibles level, but I mean, it's just like, yeah. here's generic open world beat-em-up. But I like to see yeah. what that Rapunzel piece does that we have. If, right. it, if it gives us Rapunzel's frying pan in-game, <laughs> I'm just saying that's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so The big thing with that is Toy Box Mode. Though, yeah, no, so. I know. Toy Box Mode. Some crazy things people do with that. Um, Get Pride Rock. Yep. Oh, the, and I know I mentioned it earlier, but 2DS... Is launching, is launching Saturday. Saturday. So you don't want to blind your children with the power of 3D, or if they're just they can't handle a hinge on a video game console. This thing is like a weird, I don't know what tablet, it is. tablet, tablet. doorstop, yeah. no th- cheese wedge. Yeah, like cheese Piece wedge doorstop. <laughs> no 3D because that's you turn it off anyway. So why yeah. even bother having it? And um, the screens are small. They're the original 3DS screens and. Um, yeah, whatever. We'll it's, see. Your, it's your entry level, low cost 3DS yeah. and 2D 2DS. Available uh, at Gameware. At Gameware. Yeah. yeah, you can. This Saturday. Terrible plug. Come see us. <laughs> we will have so many. We'll have two of each color. Yes. So you can come and get it. Red and blue. Red and blue. Yeah. Just yep. like every other. They really like red and blue. Yeah. America. You know, America. The funniest thing about the 2DS to me is that it has a close simulation button. Yes. So you well, can put so, it to sleep. So you can put it. But, but even then, like, you know, Phantom Hourglass and stuff to... Yeah, you... Yeah, you close the DS to, like, oh, here's this gimmick where I blow into the microphone and, you know, actually, actually, this is a legitimate fun fact. Uh, <laughs> the Famicom version of The Legend of Zelda actually has a microphone, like, in the discs, it's like, it came with Famicom and there was a, an enemy that you had to defeat in The Legend of Zelda by either blowing or yelling into the microphone. Um, and they alluded to that in the English manual 
of The Legend of Zelda, but since the NES did not have a microphone, that was not the way you defeated him <laughs> in the English version. I did so not that, know that. So they that's implemented incredible. that same technology into Phantom Hourglass, which I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, but I also don't want to do this in public. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah. I'll do anything in public. <laughs> I don't care what I look like. Oh, so that yeah. was a legitimate. <laughs> See, I told you. That was a legitimate fun that fact. Was a legitimate does it, fun does fact. Any, anyone, everyone remember the first game that you had to blow on a microphone? Because that's been on a lot of games. I can tell you, for me, it was it was Feel the Magic, which was a, a launch mm-hmm. title on the DS, and it was an awesome game from Sega. Me, it was Lost in Blue. Lost in Blue, yeah. survival simulation, kids on an island. I love Lost in Blue. That was a great game. Mine was Phantom Hourglass. Mine, sadly enough, was Guitar Hero on tour. Nice. Aww. My that, cousin had that. I just, when I was into Guitar Hero 2 back in 07, I just had to see how bad this was. It was really bad. Yeah. I liked the Rock Band Unplugged on the PSP. Oh, well, yeah. That's so you didn't have a weird... I had that, but there's no blowing. Yeah, no blowing. So, I mean, you could do it if you want to. It's not going to do anything. That's true. You blow on everything. That's true. So. Okay. Um, the last segment, which uh, let's call it... Hmm, I don't know what we're going to call it. We'll come up with a name for it for next week. It's uh, our last little saying. What we want to say as we uh, exit are part, piece. parting shots. Parting whatever. shots, yeah. yeah. Finishing move, whatever you want to call it. Um, we'll have a name for it next week. But I'll start. Um, a game I've been playing a lot of, it's older, but it's still fantastic. Not older, like a couple weeks ago, is Dive Kick on the Vita and PlayStation 3. It uh, is a great satire of the fighting game community and games. It has two buttons, Dive and Kick. And if your friend... You like to play fighting games with always kicks your butt. You can challenge him to this, and it'll be even playing field. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend it. Um, who wants to go next? I go next. Um, what was I going to say? I just thought of it, and then I forgot it. <laughs> Anybody else want to go? Oh, I got it. Okay. I, I'm really excited about the Dragon's Crown update, because yeah. they are finally making it cross-play. Not cross-buy, right. but with the update, okay. you can play... If I have the Vita... And my best friend in Austin has the PS3 version. We can totally play with each other. Cross, yeah, it should have launched with that. I don't yeah, know. That, that'd that's be cool. cool. <laughs> so. But um, yeah. I guess I have a finishing move. Just a couple things that I hope come out uh, here in America soon in the future. One, 3DS XL in mint. <laughs> it's my very favorite color ever. We'll and just I really spray hope. paint one for you. No, it's not the same. Two, I've been really into... Shingeki no Kyojin, Attack on Titan, and they're making a 3DS version of that game. Uh, well, of the anime, and it looks really cool. And I really hope that it comes stateside because it looks amazing. So fingers crossed for both those things. Yeah. Rachel, bring us home. Um, you know, I uh, like I said, I'd, I'd really like to see you know some update from Sega about Fantasy Star Online 2. I'm not a big MMO person, but I, uh, I'd i spend hours up until 8, even 9 o'clock in the morning, just straight night playthroughs of Fantasy Star Online on the GameCube. So I'd really like to see some sort of update on that and, you know, keep your eyes open. Got that Vita. I know, I know. God, the that's the whole yeah, reason why I have a Vita. A lot of people were excited about that on the Vita. Oh, everyone just, we all need to get yell angry letters to Sega. <laughs> Except not really. But Alright, well, um, I think that's it, guys. That's our show. Um, I guess we'll leave out on where can they people find you on the internet? Yes. Twitter. 
Yeah. I don't know. What am I, Steve Gameware? I don't. I think I'm Steve Gameware. On I don't tweet, but you can find me there, or you can find me on Facebook. Um, whatever. So run the you Gameware could, page on Facebook. I run. You should check out Gameware's Facebook page. I update that, and uh, we also have a Facebook group where we can candidly discuss what we love and hate about video games. Sometimes more so on the hate. Don't. Don't let that think that we don't love games. It's just more fun to talk about things you don't like right. than things you do like. Um, but yeah, that's it. Renee? Nope. Nope. This is it? Yep, that's it. Renee has a Twitter account. She doesn't use it. So well, you're not going to find her there. I don't like people to find me. Don't you? Just don't, I, don't bother finding uh, okay. her. Find her on this podcast every week. <laughs> I'm an education major, so I have uh, to make it harder for, to find me online because I don't right. want my children you know, her, finding... Her students. Yeah, so. my... My little, my little ones finding my pictures and photoshopping them. <laughs> photoshopping yeah. the photos, but you will. They're, yeah. they're horror stories. So I mean, That's if you find Steven's Facebook, you can see that Probably he's married to me. someone that has a similar name as me. <laughs> um, I have a live journal. Yes, <laughs> bringing back live yes. journal. Do you have a dead journal? <laughs> oh, That's I where I put cool my true thoughts. I wasn't cool enough for that. I had a Zenga. I had a Zenga. Yeah. Rachel? Uh I have a Twitter. I I tweet I tweet Which things. Is? It's uh it's at use the Triforce. Okay. So, you know. And you puns. can also find Rachel and Renee. Yeah. In four swords. Yeah. We are. we are. Yeah. Four swords. Speed run and four P co op lounge. Right, YouTube yeah. channel. Let's play together. The first so, twelve, check yeah, that out. Do. They like to play through four swords. So if you want more of our prettier panelists <laughs> and two of our other friends play games together check that out there and um finally you can find me on twitter i'm at adam Arinder, or you can find me on attack of the fanboy.com i contribute things and do reviews on that website as well and finally uh emails we don't have any emails this is our first show but if you want to email us a question concern feedback tell us how much you love us or hate us you can do so at gamewareexpress at gmail.com that's GamewareExpress at gmail.com. And that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with our All Pokemon All the Time podcast. So, um, y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening.